Hello, it's Gay back again. I've had a, I suppose, a week or so break because life has been quite hectic. So I'm coming back today with just something that I started thinking about previous to the last couple of weeks. And also it took me over the last 10 days or so to sort my head out in explanations. Also, I hope I don't cough through this because I've got a tickle in my throat. I'll try not to. And also an apology for one of my recordings I did listen to to see if it was working okay because, as you know, I'm just speaking into my phone and have no technical knowledge, really, about recordings at all. So it's very bare bones. And I think it cut off quite early. Uh, That was because my phone rang and I did mention at the end of it I hoped nothing had happened obviously it did my apologies and if anything goes wrong in these recordings it's simply that that I just don't know how to rectify it at the time so thank you for one person has very kindly contacted our calming mind therapy email so I'm really thankful for that today I just want to talk about mirrors, and that sounds really strange, I know. I love mirrors. And my home is full of mirrors. I have them everywhere. Weird, you think? Let me explain. I grew up in a house that was dark, damp and dingy. Heavy curtains all over the windows. Small windows and few of them. Why? Because they let the cold in. Let the cold in very well, because every morning when I woke up in my bedroom, I had thick ice on the inside of them. So the dark back then always scared the living daylights out of me. What did those shadows hide? What was it that I couldn't see in those dark rooms? Because again, furniture wasn't fitted into those rooms. They were just, it was just big, bulky things that in anyone's imagination could hide a multitude of things. Even then, paintings, pictures, portraits seemed dark and gloomy. They watched me. So I see mirrors as reflections of the outside. It makes all my spaces brighter and bigger. I rarely look at myself in them. I just enjoy how huge and light they make my space. In fact, they're very therapeutic, really. I like mirrors so much, I don't look for the flaws in anything. Just how much better everything looks. It's a picture within a picture, a double bonus. People may wrongly think I'm vain. Why do I have to see myself everywhere? To me, it is as if when I walk past or in front of those mirrors, I am obliterated. I see everything, just not my reflection. Because, again, 
in my early years. Yeah, we had a few mirrors, but when your psyche or your um, you are bombarded with negativity, um, what are you doing this for? That looks awful, don't do this. And, uh, you know, you're this, that and the other, nothing very nice. You don't look in to look at your reflection because you don't like what you see back. Thank goodness I don't look at my reflection. But I do watch others, though, in my home. Maybe some who have questioned politely, why do you love mirrors? They're all over the place. My reaction and my answer is they're just portals to something bigger. I see these people, they often take a quick moment to smooth their hair, peer up closer, take another look, or say to me, do I look fat? Does this mirror make you look larger? I really don't know because I don't care. I'm looking beyond or around the reflection of me to everything else that's around me. I also love huge mirrors. In fact, my dream would be walls of all windows. So I probably wouldn't need mirrors then. And then I can see out day and night especially to star watch, stars glistening against that backdrop of the dark sky. So calming. Solid walls only where I need some privacy. Probably not possible though, as curious people outside will always look in. My way with mirrors, things double in space. See my mirrors with me as I see them as portals through which I can see anything I wish. Luckily my mirrors reflect the trees outside, the land, the grass, weeds and wildflowers, nothing manicured or expensive, just nature. In fact, a living painting or photo that changes almost daily. One mirror that I especially love got broken on its way to my home. It was me that broke it. <sighs> it was me that broke it, having to carry such a heavy darn thing on my own. I think I dropped it on the corner and cracked it. Today, my mirrors have come to me, discarded from buildings, bathrooms, those that have been redecorated, renovated, rebuilt, no longer of any new, any use, no frames, just large, big mirrors. And of course, free. Anyway, this one cracked from top to bottom, a long squiggly line. I duct taped the back for support, then with my trusty glue gun created a pattern of tiny leaves that makes that huge crack look like a beautiful vine. Amazing, now my favourite mirror. And as it reflects the pine trees outside, the clear vine gives an added dimension. I have them all. Mirror tiles, abandoned mirrors discarded and abandoned and deframed.
and all adorn my walls. I always find room for another. Lucky for me, my home has already mirror wardrobes and closet doors. And on passing one a few days ago, I had a long ago memory of my aunt, whom I adored. When we visited, she always stood in front of her mirror, not looking in her mirror. Mirrors were always hung over the fireplace in those days. As she spoke, her elbow rested on the mantelpiece. One foot lifted up a bit, rested on the hearth. In her hand, way back then, the ever-present ciggy cigarette. She never really smoked them, but lit up the cigarette and just let it burn. Then she'd put it out. Not a pleasant picture for you, I know, these days. I'm sure it isn't, but for me, it's heaven. She was so funny, happy, unique, one of a kind. My biggest happy memory. That place of my young years. Just for a couple of weeks a year on holiday at the seaside. As I looked at my mirror and saw that vision of her and how it made me feel, I can feel it now, that lifting in my gut and a slight smile on my face, even though I'm reading to you or talking to you. The feeling of uplifting is there and I realised I could use these mirrors for all sorts of things. So join me to redefine mirrors. The word from Latin is to look at in wonderment, to admire. They hold our attention. They can alter our perception and make us unhappy. They have been toted as mystical, magical. What can you see beyond? A ghost of the past? The future? If we didn't have mirrors, would there be less vanity? Less judgment? For me, they reflect sunlight clear and bright, rays of energy. We as humans mirror all the time. We mirror other people's behaviours, appearance, micromannerisms, their speech. My mirrors are for exploration and manifestation. Some therapists and life coaches say write affirmations on them to boost your confidence and your focus. Great, but sometimes just it makes you, every time you look in the mirror, to see that slogan, I am beautiful, and at that moment you haven't done the work in your mind. I could see it 500 times a week and I don't think it would make any, make any difference. But the mirror scope is endless, so settle with me now. Just let the body go floppy, limp and relaxed. Transport yourself into a large spacious room of windows and mirrors. In your mind any shapes, form, no sizes or types that will please you. Is your mirrored room a light and bright? Do the windows look out over the ocean? Down onto a city, maybe, 
a river? Or is that mirror a transplant from a palatial, stately house like Downton Abbey? Enter your room and look around. Let's stroll the perimeter of the room. Imagine a window. See before you anything you wish. See the view. What are you seeing? Next comes a mirror. Small or large. The shape doesn't matter. Stand in front and see what's around you. No need at all to see your reflection, it's unimportant. As you gaze into the mirror, can you see behind you? Why don't you bring to mind a memory dear to you, like I did, a person whose influence you value? Let that image form. Enjoy it. Take a picture in your mind and let that mirror take you to a place or a person you enjoyed or who gave you pleasure and let that visual remain with you. At the moment we'll let it remain in that mirror and move on because now it's in your mind and whenever you want to relax or Look in a mirror, you can bring that back to you. As I'm talking consistently, you're following my words, but all these things are seeded in your mind. And when you're quiet, or look in a mirror, or a window, hopefully, or maybe this will come back to you if, you, if it's a time where you can accept it. A really large mirror is at your side now. Pause. That mirror seems or starts to fill with your life. See schools, places, people. Things of your early life as they materialise. Let's do some rearranging there. Arrange things so all the things that matter and you enjoy appear as and when you wish. Those things that you would rather not have, recycle them. Imagine or see them disappear. Way behind you they go off into the distance. That's funny, I can visualize mine now as I'm speaking to you. Boy, there's a lot of things that need to be recycled and juggled and still go back off in the distance. But the more I think about this and the more I do these um, little recordings or exercises as I write them, the easier it becomes. The things that used to gut me, I just couldn't. They're going. They just, they mattered then, but they don't matter now. And then that reflection you see in the mirror, any time they appear, those negative images, you can see that mirror image and banish them, erased. And with that erasure, any power they have is denied. Oh, that magic mirror. And I very often 
will look in my mirror, looking out over this, over the trees and any heaviness, denseness or people or, and I'm not going to keep rotating over what it is because I can feel my gut churning. They need to go. That's how easy it is to let bad memories take hold of you. So, oh, excuse me, that was just my mouth going, whoosh, gone. Um, that's exactly what, obviously, what my subconscious thinks of that. Moving on, a circular window, like a porthole, a porthole in a ship, the little round one. They refine and capture and define a small area of the scene in front of you. At its side is another mirror the same size and shape. Again, if there's something that bothers you that has been really hard to release from your psyche, try and let it be sucked into that portal. One sucks that memory from your aura or your psyche and shoots it into the other round portal and fires it into oblivion. Just as if that portal was a porthole, sorry, was the neck of a cannon. A fireball you can release at any time. Feel lighter as it blurs into infinity. Next, we see a large rectangular window and as you look through it, it's about the size of a billboard. Absolutely full of your many attributes, kind, caring, attractive, beautiful. If there are any blank spaces, go ahead, fill them in. As I'm talking and words come to mind or things about you, Fill those spaces with all the wonderful things about you. Things may have been buried, but not released. Let those great things shine. They're there. And I am giving you permission as me to squash all those things that were buried because others said things to you. There's a billboard through that window and you can say, I am. I am amazing. I am progressing. I am learning. I am good with. I can't fill in your blanks, but you can. Let those great things shine. Last but not least, ahead of you, is a full-length mirror. You are going to now see your pure, genuine reflection. You see nothing of what others, in meanness, have the audacity to project onto you. That composite of others' opinions or society's portfolio of what is or isn't attractive. It is you, that embodiment of pure, moving energy. Let's isolate parts of you. Look at the colour of your eyes. Have you really looked at them? You should. The eyes are the window to your soul. 
those eyes, the eyes that give you the gift of sight, the incredible skin that houses all those internal workings. We hold everything in. Your hands that work so hard for you. Your feet that carry a load day in and day out. Just look at your hair, nails, arms, torso, legs. See how each different part makes you altogether this amazing being who walks, talks, breathes, laughs, cries, feels, need I go on? Look at your energy self in the mirror for what you really are and enjoy you. If for some reason it's not happening and you're not attuned yet, just be aware of the good energy that you possess. If you're not ready for the reflection of the pure you because all those other labels are sticking to you, use those mirrors as I do. Use the mirror for light, the illusion of space and beauty around you, the scenery, the room doubling in size. It's like having eyes in the back of your head. See a mirror as an object that makes all around you better. They don't allow those shadows, those hidden things, all is clear and ready for you. To see things just as you want to see them. We are nearly all dubious or in fear of small dark spaces because they're intimidating, heavy. They seem to hold secrets, stifle us, add pressure, and squeeze all the life and the energy out of us. And I'm sure you can tell. They, those dark spaces, have been really, really frightening and dominated my life for a long, long time. They're not there anymore. I've done the work. And... So my solution to those dredges of darkness and fear is to have my mirrors now. Portals of light, expanding my space. Choosing only to see good things in and through them. You can relax gazing into a mirror. It's just like a crystal ball. Just let your eyes relax. Unfocus. And let all that appears in that mirror merge to go. They merge together so that you can let go and relax. Maybe thoughts and pictures will form in your mind or in the mirror as you gaze into it and only let those good things be in the mirror. And my last words to you that just have come into my mind as I'm Reciting this is mirror, mirror on the wall. Who is the kindest, nicest,
most of all, me. Be at peace with yourself. You're an amazing contraption of energy. And energy can be moved and directed any place we want to, mostly unless we're fighting Mother Nature. So I will be back very soon when I've muddled over some more things that maybe just have been or be as simple as my mirrors. Good night and goodbye if it's daytime. Good evening, everybody. This is Gay back from Calming Mind Therapy. Um, last time I was on, I think I said I would be doing a recording on posture. So this evening, that's where I'm going to put my mind to posture and mental health, actually, because it's all very much connected. And posture, for me, has caused quite a lot of discomfort I believe over the last year since my Achilles heel surgery so this will be good for me too and also some very kind person asked to have a recording about posture a week or so ago so here we go posture as I'm sure you know is the position of our body standing lying or sitting if it is good and the body is in correct alignment, that being with all the body being supported by the correct muscle tension to combat gravity pulling us downwards, without it, we would just crumple in a heap. It helps us work better with less tiredness and strain. We all have acquired bad postural habits and it strains not only our body but our well-being because as we feel not quite right or downright awful to improve is not instant it requires a few weeks to establish new ways of holding ourselves and it will initially be quite uncomfortable at times, so it would be very easy to sag back into our com comfortable slump. And we all know we slouch round our shoulders, let the belly hang and let everything else all hang out. I agree. But most of the time, the old slump feels okay. But when the misalignment kicks in, it's agony. Why don't I and all or some of you attempt to give our minds some pointers to keep trying until we get better posture and our life improves? Because it will. And it also will take some training to get our posture better. So enabling our body to not have to be under strain all the time. Posture also determines how we present to the world, how we present ourselves to the world about us. 
how others will judge us. And that's sad, but true. Good posture means and feels strong. Bad posture, weakness. In good straight posture or alignment, we feel better about ourselves, more energetic, and believe healthier, better thoughts. Those that we may have floating around in our minds. Better posture gives you more confidence in your own thoughts. Not only does good posture give a good impression to others, but also how we view ourselves. So now when you feel like it, try this little experiment with me. Sit or stand straight, stretch, open the chest, hold the diaphragm in, breathe deep, head held high, don't you feel more open, powerful, a larger presence. And then maybe let's reverse all of this. Let your belly slump round your shoulders. Sag forward. Your breathing is harder in this position. If you're sitting, notice your eyes are looking at your knees when you're all slumped over. Pretty miserable, right? But for most of us, that is our comfort zone. Saggy and or in pain. And of course, posture is just body language. And usually when I'm doing these recordings, you're resting, relaxing. That's fine too. You can, you can also listen to this relaxing and just mull over the suggestions and words and even visualize the um, the standing, sitting, slouching, standing up straight in your mind because the mind starts to prepare you for that and it will kick in if you're in bed listening to this tomorrow when you get up and walk around or sit at your office or at your desk at home suddenly be, oh, pull myself up, shoulders back and you will start to use all of this in your everyday life, hopefully. That's what I intend to do. So posture, again, is your inner language and is very advantageous if you understand that. Because wouldn't you like to present as trustworthy, confident, in control, or you can be in charge of all those messages you're sending out. Try to maintain an assertive body language, standing and sitting comfortably, everything aligned, shoulders loose and back, in line with your hips, Diaphragm pulled in and up, feet planted firmly on the ground. And if you are sitting, position 
your rear towards the chair back. And this gives your spine more support, which it greatly needs. And then lift your chin to give the neck length. I'm doing that just as I'm speaking. I'm sure you can hear something better in my voice. Again, always I'm trying not to get a dry throat and cough through this. Relax your facial muscles. And it's also very helpful to have the tongue lightly resting behind your front teeth. Teeth are slightly open, not clamped down. This will show quiet, calm confidence. Breathe deeply in and out of your nose. Longer on that out breath. This will strengthen your core. Help to prevent back and neck pain and will open all those airways. For the body and brain needs oxygen. This will give you more oxygen. And with the better posture, you maintain comfortable eye contact with others, not staring. This communicates that you're approachable. A relaxed face, face, excuse me, not furrowing brows, is also more pleasant. Try mirroring another's body language. That builds understanding and acceptance, but remember not to mirror aggressive, critical or judgmental people. That aggressive type of posturing, it's bad for you and for people around you. Try to limit fidgeting because this gives off nervous energy to use easy, smooth hand gestures. All in all, science shows that posture and holding yourself contained and in check makes problems less intimidating and instantly gives you a feeling of power. Instantly empowering you raises self-esteem and confidence. Make the effort. It will really be a benefit to you. Curling towards our middle, slump over, is our instinctive way to protect our internal organs from perceived threats. Slumping tells your subconscious that you're not safe. This creates fear. And then it's difficult to focus. If we feel unsafe, as I said before, oxygen can't get to the brain. So that calming of your vagus nerve is non-existent. You then slip into that panic mode. Make the choice. Try to be straighter. To improve your performance and enhance your brain function. And with your regulated intake of breath, calming the vagus nerve with each breath, creating a vibration that stimulates that nerve. Just thinking about stimulating that nerve, I've mentioned before that there's a baby in our family at the moment, 
and I, because of the coronavirus, are having to look after him quite a bit and I'm learning a lot from him and I have noticed that as a young baby he puts in this vagus nerve relaxation perfectly naturally. He can be irritable and, and fractious and as you rock the tiny baby and he leans, well use me, on my arm, after a short while of just that gentle rocking, out from his little voice comes, um, and just drones on with quite unusual noises. But I now know, which I didn't know years ago, that that uh, is an eye at the side of his head or by his ear also can mirror and still make the same noise or or just a vibration near his head. And it's incredibly fast that the body calms down, just that vibration going all the way down that vagus nerve, down through the gut. And this will give you the presence in balance and quiet power. And as you optimise your body language and posture, it also improves overall health, your moods and your memory. Just assume those power poses, confident stance, tall, upright, uplifted shoulders and back. All will give your brain the signal that you are in charge. You're in charge of your thinking and you have and you are giving yourself powerful, confident messaging. The ability to recall positive memories and thoughts and perceptions. And this then creates hormones to secrete that give you energy, happiness. It connects all those things to work out. And it all starts with how you present your frame. Demonstrating how you see yourself. Pumping healthy, happy hormones all around your body. Sending a message of you in control. Retrain your frame. Here we go, that's your new motto and mine. Retrain your frame. Until this posture and body language becomes a natural behaviour. Be mindful to straighten and align the body. I'll go through it one more time. Head up, neck straight, shoulders back, torso pulled in, upright over the hips, hips over knees, feet planted firmly and grounded. All those energy centres along your spine in a straight line from hips to head. This one simple change will project the more confident, approachable you. That old method I'm sure you've heard of imagining a string attached to the top of your head being pulled up to stretch up and open your body stance. 
As a human being, one of your best means of communication are your gestures. Your body movements and micromannerisms. Use these as you go about your day. Tune yourself into your body language. The type of energy and vibrations you exude. Head high with that backbone in many different ways you've now got a backbone. In compassion, wisdom and softness along with the backbone to be all you wish to be. Get out there, show who you are. Keep tuning yourself and let your posture do the talking. It shows how you feel before you open your mouth. A gypsy once said to me a long, long time ago, a Romani gypsy family lived, lived next door to us when I was growing up and they had many pearls of wisdom and Henry had said to me one day, imagine an awful smell under your nose, it will lift you in the right direction, you will only look straight ahead. And it's right, that my head starts, it just makes me grin, it makes me laugh, because as my head drops, I start, to, oh, there's an awful stench down there, and my head lifts up, and I remember those Romany gypsies. And I know that I look straight ahead, and I can assure you, your body reflects how you feel. Take up space now, extend yourself, have a large presence, strike a pose. So good luck and stand tall and remember and think about this thing called posture. Quite a, this probably is quite a long recording because I didn't realize until I started jotting down and taking notes and thinking about posture how immensely important it is. And thank you so much to the nice person that asked if I would do something. I've asked everybody, please tell me what you'd like me to record or talk about. And so I hope this has helped, whoever that is, because your posture can give everything. It gives away your personality it gives away what you're thinking in any moment it can it can calm and make way in confidence for you to lead your life or it can also hold you back because that aggressive posture or aggressive hand motions or snarly face and hunched shoulders and it just will repel people and unless you, we don't need to do that very often, we can, can always choose to not be in the company of people that we don't want to be around. But if we suffer from anxiety, if we're a highly sensitive person, if we have problems with confidence, all of these things play into us taking this demeanour of just shrinking, that shrinking down, pulling in, and not only, not only does it give us a way that we're anxious and we're 
not wanting to do whatever it is. It also gives us a really bad bout of indigestion. Our guts are all crumpled up. And so we're just in pain all the time. Not a lot of fun. I hope this isn't or hasn't been too boring to listen to. But just take my words and try and lift yourself up. Open yourself out and... That sounds like a song, doesn't it? Start all over again. Lift yourself up. Start all over again. Now I will, as I go to sleep, I will have that song, whatever it was, on my mind. Because that's what the mind does. If you start to think about something, it goes on and on and on and on until you replace it with another thought. So, good night to everybody. I hope you sleep well. I hope you rest well. And I hope that every day from now on, just like me, you're going to breathe deeper and lift yourself up, brush yourself off, there it is, and start all over again. So, good night. And I will be back fairly soon, I hope. I am going to finally record the notes that I made of a traditional English Christmas. It's coming up and I wrote it years ago. And with Christmas and the holidays coming up, we won't be this year socialising and doing many things. So if I can take you to a fantasy Christmas, that's where we're going to go. Bye.